What's up? It's Jordan Black from Light Pacific, and you're listening to Spinning Thoughts on Adobe Radio. Mary to my knees, I hope you find some sort of peace in spite of me. to get in mine. Hello, hello, and welcome to episode 143 of Spinning Thoughts. This is Angelo coming at you, and as always, I want to thank you all for being up nice and late for the midnight premiere on Adobe Radio every single Thursday at midnight Eastern. We premiere on Adobe. Those episodes become available on every single platform the following Monday. Now, uh, last week we did a replay of an episode. I went out and covered Greta Van Fleet and those fucking, they're like in their, they're 20 and they're fucking amazing. Uh, For those who aren't familiar, they're they're the band that everyone says uh, sounds like Zeppelin. Uh, They're amazing. So I'm back here this week after a lot of coverage last week, Warp Tour, I saw Bush and Stone Temple Pilots two days ago, and I'm elated for my guest here with me. It's a repeat uh, band, but a first time uh, individual from the band talking to me. I am stoked. Everybody, say hello. I've got Jordan from Like Pacific. Jordan, what up, dude? What's going on? <laughs> How you feeling, brother? You were telling me you were just, uh, you know, like diving like a merman, mermaid, you know, recently. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, we just, me and my friends went, uh, we biked to a, a pool in the neighborhood and went swimming and grabbed some beers after. And then I came home because it started raining and it sucks outside. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And at first, you know, I felt bad for those listening. I was like, damn it. I just took Jordan away from like, you know, having a great time in the sun, you know, swimming with friends and and then he tells me that it's raining out, and so now I feel like I'm his silver lining. It's great to be here, uh, Jordan. Yeah, you definitely, you definitely didn't ruin the day. Don't worry, <laughs> the day just ruined itself, so it's all good. Well, hey, listen, man, uh, I'm really stoked to have you. We uh, we've had like Pacific back on. Uh, it was like episode 78, so it's been a minute. There, I was listening to the episode. Uh, before talking to you today, and it's funny because uh, we were talking to uh, Chris, uh, former bassist, I believe, of the band, and uh, we were yep. talking about the <laughs> we were talking about distant, like you ask, and it had been out for some time at that moment. And Chris was alluding to getting ready to go into studio for a new full length, and so it's it's just fucking crazy to like go back and listen to that. And uh, here we are now, Jordan. We are just days, days away from uh, the band dropping a very highly anticipated sophomore album in spite of me. It's out July the 27th via Pure Noise Records. It features 10 well-crafted songs that rock hard, bring the energy, and truly is something to be excited about. Jordan, how are you feeling just days away from this release? Uh, it definitely feels good. It feels actually like 10 times better than Distant for me, I think. And yeah. I think Distant was really good, obviously, but I think this is a record that's going to make us like, it's going to do a lot of things for us, I think, so it's going to be good. I'm I'm ready. I'm just I'm fucking waiting. It's been, it's been, it's been a long time coming. The record's been done for too long. So yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm more than excited. It's been at least episode 78. I mean, we have a placeholder in time now. So I, you know, we, it's been a minute. Yeah. That's definitely for sure. Uh, and I've had the pleasure, Jordan, of hearing the entire album. And when I tell you, I listen to this motherfucker many, many, many times a day. I absolutely do. I can't wait for everyone else to hear this. I feel honored to get an early listen to it. It's been one of my favorite albums this year. Um, so congratulations. Like this is really, it is a banger. Um, for those who aren't familiar you. with your welcome, for those who aren't familiar with the details, give us some of the general uh, background on the album. I am under the impression that Alan Day of Four Years Strong had some 
work, you know, in on the album uh, from probably a pro- producing standpoint. But uh, where was it recorded? Who was involved uh, that had a pivotal role? Give me uh, some of that insight. So, I, yeah, I'll give you the whole scoop. But basically what happened was we did Warp Tour in 2016, uh, was safe to say. And uh, funny enough, Brad from Safe to Say, the vocalist, is now our bass player and backup singer, oh. which is so sick. But uh, small world. Um, but yeah, we grew up with those guys. We did War Tour with them. And uh, at the end of War Tour, we, we were coming home. We did Canadian dates with Four Years Strong. We got pretty close with them. And uh, we just kept in touch with Alan, kind of. And Alan was doing a bunch of stuff with Seaway and other bands and stuff through Pure Noise. And so we kind of entertained the idea of working with him. And it kind of just like went from there. And we just got guided in that direction. So we did pre-production with Alan and uh, Matt, and it was so insane. Like we just, we like drove out to the middle of nowhere. It's like outside of Boston. So it was, and it was actually like in the middle of nowhere. It was like this like cabin basically with no cell service or like limited cell service, like a Wi-Fi hub that barely worked. <laughs> um, there was a craft beer store next door. And then there was absolutely nothing else nearby except for a restaurant that was never open for some reason, but it was open. It was like, it was pricey as fuck. It didn't make any sense. I don't know how they paid the rent there, but anyways, we were there. We were there for about two weeks, um, give or take, just like, you know, structuring songs with Alan. He was kind of like putting us in like, well, you know, in like kind of like a musical, like, you know, like trying to, we're trying to lay down shit, like all the skeletons and whatnot. So it was kind of cool. And he was, producing some of the vocal stuff so yeah that was insane we did that for a while it was like camping we were there and we were in the middle of nowhere so we would like record all day like wake up every morning at like night or 10 and just record till like five or six or seven at night or even later sometimes and then like we would go out and get food and get drunk and watch uh, we'd all like get hammered and like put a candle in the middle of there was no fire pit for some reason we thought it was a cabin so there's gonna be a fire pit <laughs> but we put but there wasn't a fire pit at all. And so we put a candle in the middle of the parking lot and we just call it going to the candle, meaning we were just going to go get drunk in a parking lot in the yeah. middle of nowhere. So it was just what, just a bunch of trees. It's really scary. But then we just punished ourselves by watching like really fucked up horror movies every night, like Hush and like The Invitation and stuff like that. Things that like are people like in the middle of nowhere, like secluded in a house, like, and then they get murdered. And we were like, oh, like this is really dumb. Why are we doing this? <laughs> but like also like, I don't know. We just scared the shit out of ourselves, but it was cool. It was like really nice to go do like pre-production for a record and then also have fun. Like it was a trip or something, you know, at the same time. So we did that. So once that was done, uh, we, you know, we kind of had like a week or two off coming home. Everyone kind of got their bearings going and we just, uh, went in the studio with Derek Hoffman here in Toronto. And, uh, we worked with Derek on our homebound EP, like way back in the day from 2012. So Damn. like kind of when the band was first starting. So we did it with him. And he's been working with some pure noise bands lately and like some of our friends' bands. So we're like, we trust him. He's amazing. Let's obviously stick with him. And he's worked with Alan before too. So we were like, yeah, let's, we're doing it. We're going to Derek. It was all settled. Like, I think we knew way before too, but like, you know, we were just like, once we were done with Alan, we were like, this is going to compliment so well going to Derek. So we did that. Went to Derek. We did it over the course of the summer. It was basically like all of August. We did it with him and a little bit of, I think a little bit of July. I think I'm going to say it was like half July, half August, maybe. But um, yeah, we did it with him. It was super cool. A lot of Monday to Friday stuff and some days off here and there. And it was just, yeah, it was insane. It was nice because it was close to home. So I could like go home and like fucking shower and not have to like, you know, <laughs> shower at shower at Dan from four years house in this nice ass bathroom and feel bad for like spilling water all over the floor or something. I don't know. Um, but it was, it was sick. Yeah, it was just really nice because it was like, we, like I said, we already knew him. So it wasn't like anything like you get the vibe off someone's like we know how it was going to be with him and he's like he he he's a pusher for sure like he he can definitely get the best out of you he wants the best from you so he'll definitely like you know he'll work you to the bone but in the in the best way possible you know what i mean so we uh we did that and then yeah once it was done we uh you know we uh got it mixed by kyle black and we visited Kyle Black actually on the four-year tour around California and listened to some of the mixes back. It was cool to be in his studio and just see what he does. Like, guy's so fucking calm. It's insane. He's just like, so uh, do this. And he shows you. <laughs> how does, he's like, so how does that sound? And then someone will speak up and be like, oh, can we get the snare lower? Or, oh, can we get like this lower? Sounds good. He goes, give me one second. And just turn around, <laughs> play it, turn around, look at us, all smile. This is better. And we're like, yeah, that's great. He goes, perfect, cool. And then just literally... <laughs> The nicest guy ever, like so 
like he's definitely not like a quiet guy, but he's definitely quiet when he's working. You know what I mean? He was just, it was just like so funny. But, uh, but yeah, we did that. And then we got the record back shortly after that. And then we've been sitting on it for a fucking while. So yeah, it's, uh, it's an understatement to say I'm goddamn ready. <laughs> it's almost here. And, uh, you know, the band's already released some singles. Uh, we're going to talk a little bit more about that here in a few minutes. But uh, is there a track? And, and I'm not going to go the route of like asking like a favorite track because I know that bands and, and artists think that's lame, whatever. Uh, I, but I am curious, though. Is there a track that you're just the mo- that means the most to you? Maybe it's most personal to you, or one that currently just stands out for any particular reason. Not that it's like your favorite song. Um, honestly, I'm gonna say the last track, "Something Missing." That song is like just really it, okay. You know when like okay, this is sounds so fucking stupid, but <laughs> you want know a record? You know when a record has like um it has that last song on the record vibe. Like, okay, I'll put it this way. This sounds so whack. And I know we get so, we get compared to the story so far all the time, even though we don't sound alike. I think people just say that because they just want to put us in a box, which is <laughs> yeah. stupid. But like, yes, like I can see some similarities, but like I can see similarities in every band that has them in, in a fucking pop punk genre. Oh, so it's hell like, yeah. whatever. And it's no disrespect. Like, I think the story so far is fucking sick. And some of those guys are my friends. So like, it's, you know, it, I'm not offended by any means, but I'm going to say like, as a reference point, which is funny to say this because, like I said, just said everyone thinks you sound like them. On Undersoil and Dirt, the last song, I think it's Closure on the record, is it just has last song on the record vibes. It's very emotional and very, very hard-hitting and very dramatic, and I feel like that's what something missing is on this record. And I've even showed people, like, one of my friends, like, we had a listening party, hooked us up with beer, and so he gave, he gave us kegs and shit. And I like I was like I'll just give you a record like you know it comes out in like a fucking couple of days like I'm, you're not gonna leak a vinyl yeah. you're, gonna hook it your, you, you're gonna like USB it to your MacBook no I leaked it on Napster like it's not gonna happen so we we went to him and we did I sorry I gave it to him and he listened to it and he was like man I love the record it's fucking amazing that last song holy shit and I was like that's exactly what I wanted to hear like that's that's the response I want you know well it's it is interesting that you reference it in that way because I have been listening to this album as I mentioned quite a lot uh, more than what I would need to to be able to talk to you about it at this point I'm listening to it because it's amazing Uh, and as I as I'm doing work listening to it you know it starts to just become part of what I'm thinking and what I'm doing, but when something missing hits, I automatically look down at my phone knowing that I have to get ready to pick another album or another song to listen to because I know it's the end. Like, I just have gotten used to that. It does have that yeah. th- that kind of conclusion, almost. Like, uh, open-ended c- conclusion, I guess you could say. Yeah, 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 of course. Um, yeah, it was just... Um, it was just like... It was fucked. It was, that was the song, I think, that, like, tied the record together i feel like this it was kind of all over the place um and like that's completely fine you know it's our first record you know what i mean like some bands just like that's how it is we were like obviously nervous going into it we had a bunch of material and so like we were playing around with our sound a lot but it was still on the popular side of things but this was like i think we knew what we wanted to do and we just just fucking did it and so the last song just ties everything together and i think it's i think it's sick. i think that's my favorite song that we've ever written so, in a similar style of question, then, what song pushed the band, like in general, to in the studio to create what we're en- we're, what everyone's going to end up hearing here on the twenty seventh in in spite of me? Was there a particular track that you could say that just really it, it get you guys gave it everything you had in one particular song? Um, had it coming or in spite of me for sure. Um, I think had it coming like was a super like awesome fucking Alan Day creation, you know what I mean? Like he just had like a lot he had a lot of like, obviously a lot of help with that one and I think it just was like super nice to be like, I'm gonna help you with the song, but not gonna push you in the direction you don't want to do and then us like have like so many ideas for it already because like we came into the studio with a song and it was like he just like made it sound amazing. So I feel like that's when we were like, this is sick, it's kinda yelly, it's what we wanted to do. It's how I kinda sing live, you know, and I always kinda have. And I always got people being like, oh like you you yell it live. It's like way different. Is that because your voice is destroyed or like, what is it? And I'm like, I think it's just because like how I translate it. Like I just, how I want to do it. You know, like yeah. I didn't want to sing it all pretty and shit like that, which is like completely fine. I think it's just not my thing. So I think this was very pretty in that sense. So this record was a little more gritty 
And uh, definitely in spite of me, I know it's like really cheesy because it's the title track, but in spite of me was uh, definitely like, I remember like, I, I remember exactly what they said to me. It was like the biggest compliment, like not even compliment, just like the coolest thing I've ever heard was when we were doing it, spite of me, we had the song, we're going through it, we're doing it in the studio, you know, because we did a bit of pre-pro with him as well, but we're doing it. And like, I have the song, let's do it over and over again. And then he goes, all right, put some lyrics down, do it. I'm like, cool. And then like, I have some lyrics to it and I just go like right into it. And I start singing. And he's like, you knew exactly what you wanted to do with this one. Eh? I was like, I like the way this song sounds so much that like, you know, I just had to, I, I, these are the lyrics I wanted for it. You know what I mean? Like, because it was kind of a newer song we did pre-pro. We don't have a lot of time when you're recording. So like, whatever, I kind of just put the lyrics, put my lyrics I have written down to them, but this fit absolutely perfectly. I had like 24 hours and I was like, I don't even need to write any lyrics. It's just like me and Derek are going to rearrange the lyrics and change some words, yeah. you know, to make it make sense. But it just right away was like, he was like, holy shit, you knew exactly what you wanted out of the song. And like, you knew exactly what you were doing with like the, like shoving all those words in there in the beginning and shit. And I was like, yeah, like that, this is it. Like this is the, the direction like Pacific is going to go in and this is fucking, this is it, you know? That's awesome. I, I dig it. I, I think that, you know, the album feels organic. It feels similar to how you're describing that that moment there's a it's raw it's gritty uh it's poppy and uh i've been listening to it so much and i can't wait for everybody else to hear it here on july the 27th we have premiere episodes every single thursday at midnight eastern on adobe radio those episodes become available on all platforms the following monday we're on twitter at spin thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com we're here with Jordan Black from the band Like Pacific, a band we've had on the show before, episode 78. And here we are again. We've been talking about the sophomore album due to drop on July the 27th via Pure Noise Records. It's titled In Spite of Me, and it's fucking amazing. We're going to listen to a song here off the album right now. Everybody, this is Had It Coming off In Spite of Me. From Like Pacific. Enjoy. Useless, nervous, but tasteful. Whatever happened to graceful judgment, patience. How did I do you? I didn't listen 
And you will always be useless, nervous, but tasteful. Whatever happened to graceful, judgment, patience. So you just finished listening to Had It Coming off the upcoming sophomore album in spite of me dropping uh, dropping July the 27th from Like Pacific. Uh, Jordan, today the band just released a a fourth single. I I think Had It Coming made three. And then uh, just today uh, the band released the fourth single off the new album, Self Defeated, uh, via Out.com. Now, Out is an LGBTQ fashion, entertainment, and lifestyle magazine with the highest circulation of any LGBTQ monthly publication in the U.S. Uh, I think that this is really awesome. Now, I received a press release on all of this today. And Jordan, I want to read a quote that you gave in it. Uh, So I quote, in a very straight dominated scene, it's unbelievably cool to have a voice and be able to put my thoughts out there in the world. Like Pacific has some of the most accepting fans and amazing queer fan base. Talk to me more about this. I think all of all of this is a really awesome opportunity. Yeah, I think like I mean, they told us that I was gonna fucking do it. I was like, that's so wild. That thing is that like, everyone knows that fucking magazine is huge, whether you're right. gay or not. Like, it's just a fucking huge thing. So when I heard that, I was like, okay, let's go. We're doing <laughs> this kind of thing. Um, yeah, what I said, I, I mean exactly what I said. Like. It's true. Like, pop punk is just a bunch of, you know, for the most part, like, a bunch of straight guys writing songs about whatever. And that's completely fine. Like, that doesn't, you know what I mean? Who cares? But I find that there is literally little to none, like, representation of queer anything in this genre of music. So it's, like, kind of nice to be kind of outspoken and have a voice. And so I think that's sick that, like, I could be like, oh, I'm like, not that I go around being, like, fucking gay every few seconds. Like, sometimes I think I do when I'm wasted or something, maybe because it's funny (laughs) as hell. But um, but you know, doing that and like having people like you're still gonna listen, like and and having people who can relate, like there's some there's definitely people out there who like listen to like you know I don't know the starting line or something like any band and be like oh like you know um you know there's like whatever like like whatever blah, 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 I can relate, but like then like actually hearing someone saying about like certain problems and, like relate in their own way, but then also realizing that like the vocalist is like also gay and maybe they're also gay or queer or whatever, and it's like cool that they can like relate even deeper you know what i mean they're like oh shit you know yeah. like, he's saying exactly how i feel like this is exactly how i feel kind of thing so i think it's fucking sick and then i think it's also just sick that out magazine put it out because like you know i'm trying to get i'm trying to get rich this year real rich you know? <laughs> well you know i i keep my eyes out for you know all these different media outlets that exist in the world and, and you know just trying to compete and be nice and everything and then you know you see this just out of nowhere today. I just saw this drop and and I saw it was without dot com. And I mean, I just don't see a lot of bands in the community uh, pushing music through that media source or that media source trying to push that. So whatever it is, I think it's just awesome to see it here today through uh, the new single. Now there was a music video that accompanied uh, accompanied it. Correct. Yep. Now. Uh, also, in this press release, I love getting these because then I just get to do these awesome quotes. Uh, I got this, uh, talk, uh, you talking about the video. So filming for this video was actually wild. Uh, I'm quoting, we changed our minds last minute and decided to try and make it goofy. Uh, we've always been so serious, so we decided, why not? Even though the song isn't on the goofy side, it's a pop banger. So I figured, why not have some damn fun? Talk to me about the video, Jordan. Yeah. Okay. So, you know, we did uh, what's it called? Inspired me a while ago, and we we're like, whatever. You know, for the next video we do this. Blah, blah, blah. We're trying to figure out what song we're gonna do for the video, and we all thought like, yeah, self defeated, or like maybe had it coming, or whatever. And so we're, it's, you know, we're thinking about it, and we kind of had like a little bit of a like a timeline where like, all right, we have this much time to do this video, so let's let's get it done with. And then Brad, our you know, from state to say our new um, 
and our new bass player and our friend JJ, who plays drums said to say, JJ films actually a bunch of music videos up here in Canada. And so he was like, yeah, I'm going to do it for you. And we like love JJ. So we're like, obviously happy to support him. And, uh, every video we've ever done has been very like performance based seriousness. And it's always just been like, whatever. And then you see all of our friends having these funny ass videos or like these really cool videos. I'm not saying that any video we don't have isn't cool. It's just, it's very, I feel like it's very performance based, you know, like that's all it is. And so with, this new one, we kind of went into it and they're like, we want you to skateboard in the video and all this kind of stuff. Brad, Brad and JJ had an idea and like, I trust Brad, don't get me wrong, but I was just like, fuck man, like what, I'm going to skateboard in a video that's so, that's just like what <laughs> people think of when they think of pop punk. Like, yeah. I'm going to fucking skate, I'm gonna skateboard down the street and get somewhere. Like, that's just like very whatever. And they're like, oh, then we're going to hit you with the car. And I was like, okay, like this could go well. Like this treatment sounds good. Like I trust you, but like, why don't we make it funny? And I was saying this dumb shit, like, uh, basically like I was thinking it top stuff at the top of my head. Like we were in a kitchen next door. Our friend Travis is like, was, I was like dog sitting or something. And we were in this kitchen. And I was like, how about like, I fucking like try to like bail and kick flip over the fucking like set in the backyard and like fucking, you know, put pepper in my eyes or some shit like just do <laughs> fucked up weird things you know and they're like laughing their asses off thinking it was so funny but they're like no man like what the fuck it got so crazy and i was like no 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 we're doing something funny i'm doing this i'm gonna give you a treatment right now and jj's like yo we only have today to film this and i'm like okay like it's like fucking two o'clock losing time they're like nine i'm like okay like we're doing this today <laughs> and I'm going to give you this treatment right now. I started writing out ideas and throwing out random ideas. I was like, I'm going to be in the pool and Michelle's going to kick me out of the pool. Um, and you know, and, uh, because you want the skateboarding follow along thing in the car, like that's why I'm going to do that. I can go to the house and do that. Um, with the skateboarding thing, like I want to like skate a handrail or bail or like use it as a handboard. Like, it'd be so funny to use it as a handboard. And like, they're like, everyone's fucking dying laughing. We're like, this is so dumb. Like this is the dumbest thing ever. But who gives a shit? Like, let's just do it. So we just had all the ideas to put together and we just did it. And then like JJ killed it with the performance stuff, had all the TVs with like the animated uh, art, like, you know, artwork and stuff. So it's just like, I think everything looks really good. Like even my close friends, like all my friends are like, man, like all your videos are so, so well, but like the concepts are just like, can be sometimes like pretty plain. Like, you know what I mean? Like, what do you want to do for video? And I'm always like, no, like Miguel fucking kills it with our stuff. Like, or, you know, from Yeah Film. So I'm like, I let him do what we want. And everyone, like the videos always turn out well. So it was just one of those things where I think that like, people were just like, it's all performance. You get to do more shit. So like, I was just like, you know what? Fuck it. Yeah. We're not, we're going to do something weird. I'm not going to just skateboard a video and like, just put a little bunch of dumb shit in the video. And it was, it was, I think it was sick. It was so much fun filming it. We just laughed the entire time at how dumb everything was. It sounds amazing. And, uh, I appreciate the insight. Self-defeated was uh, the fourth uh, single now off in spite of me dropping July the 27th. I'm going to assume this is the fourth and final one. We only have a few days left. Uh, but, yeah. But yeah, Jordan, I actually right. yeah. I, I have a question about the first three uh, that actually dropped. You know, I'm just curious to see if there's any, uh, you know, coincidence here. I mean, they, what is it? We had in spite of me sedatives and had it coming. That's tracks one, two, and three off the album i mean yep. that's an interesting approach was it intentional or did, did it just have to be these three songs what what was the mentality it didn't have to be these three songs i think sedatives was released first and sedatives was released first and it's number two on the record uh and the reason why we did that first is because we played it like we wrote it and we like i obviously recorded it last summer and we loved the way it sounded, and we were like jamming a lot and we thought it sounded really cool and so like, this is an easy transition to put into our set as a new song. So we did it on the four year tour and like a bunch of other stuff because people always needed to hear new songs. So we did that and it was whatever. And so I think how it just came out was just how it was. You know what I mean? Like it didn't have to be anything. I think we could pick whatever we want. I think obviously Jake and them were like from Pure Noise were like, oh yeah, you know, like it's better me definitely, you know, definitely because you've been playing it. You know what I mean? And like whatever, I think just had it coming was like, these were the songs that were like, it's like they're like earworms you know so we're like let's let's do it these are like this is the, the best approach and it just happens to be like the first fucking three songs on the record but i mean whatever i mean who cares and everyone like, gets to listen to like four or five 
Seven, eight, nine, ten. So they can go from there. Hey, I just thought it was a pretty cool. I've actually noticed that a few, a few bands. And now, as I say it, I, I couldn't name you one. Like a, like I'm throwing this out there. But uh, yeah, I, I feel like I've noticed a few bands kind of with this happening. Just curious to see uh, if there was a, you know, an intention behind it. But uh, the three singles and now the fourth, uh, it's been quite the pleasure to see the build up. Uh, here in anticipation and we're just days away from in spite of me we have premiere episodes every single thursday at midnight eastern on adobe radio those episodes become available for free on all platforms the following monday make sure you subscribe we're on twitter at spin thoughts and our website is thespinningthoughts.com. we're here with jordan from like pacific we have been talking about a lot and damn am i excited about their sophomore album in spite of me now the band is involved in something i think pretty spectacular uh that it looks like pure noise is really kind of doing this uh there is a test press auction happening uh where 100 100 percent uh, of the proceeds go to support unaccompanied children separated from their families at the texas southern border uh like pacific's going to be putting up test pressings of distant like you asked and uh or like you ask and the self-titled ep other bands participating are census fail state champs seaway boston manor the story so far and more uh how'd you guys get lined up with this and and to even expand on just that that question you know the world it's not as small as it once was with uh advances in technology the internet why is it important for like Pacific to be supporting something like this. It's a hot button topic really uh, in the States and really now throughout the world. Honestly, like I think, you know, we, we got approached about it from Pure Noise. Pure Noise is a lot of cool fucking things like that. And they don't donate a lot of cool, you know, they don't, like, they do the whole test press stuff. They do a lot of other things. They donate, they, they take care of their bands and they take care of a lot of people, you know, they're very giving. So I feel like, we were approached about it and we were like, fuck yeah, obviously like this is like the, one of the most fucked up things in the entire world. I think, you know what I mean? This whole thing. So we were more than happy to be on board. You know what I mean? Like a lot of people have been like, Oh, like, you know, these test presses, like you go for like a lot of money and like, blah, 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 make your band some money. Cause people love test presses. People like, you know, vinyl nerds love that shit, but it's like, I don't give a fuck about that. Like I'm going to go on tour and have a good time anyways. Like why not donate to something that's actually like, or to someone who's in need right now, like so many people have been separated from their fucking families. Like that's insane to me. So like, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. And it's out of the news cycle now, you know, it's like it it, for a minute there, obviously it was uh, on every channel, uh, you know, but now it's like they moved on to the next crazy shit that's happening. And so uh, did they even ever reunite all uh, they haven't, right? I mean, they, they were under a deadline that they didn't meet. And I think it's, they're still trying to figure out what the fuck's going on. Yeah, it's still a fucking mess. It's like a disaster. So, like, in any way that we can help, we, you know, we will. And and we did. You know what I mean? So, it's like, of course, we'd love to be a part of it. So, it's just like, it's one of those things that's just, like, really fucked up. And, like, I would love, to, I, I, if I could help in any way, like, I would love to do that. You know what I mean? So, and like I said, it's it's just a, such a fucked up situation. It's, it's mind-blowing. And it's also, like, very sad. So... It is, and yeah. I, I think it's great that Like Pacific is uh, involved in, you know, with Pure Noise obviously taking the lead with a lot of, all, you know, many of their bands we just listed and others that I didn't, uh, that are being, you know, supportive of this auction, 100% of the proceeds, uh, really just some great things coming out of the Like Pacific camp. Uh, so, as everyone surely knows, Jordan, uh, moving into... Uh, a, a sad time of the summer. Uh, this is the last full country run of Warp Tour. We've talked about it a lot here on Spinning Thoughts. I recently attended my date in Pittsburgh, and I have a vlog that's going up about it here. That was fuck. It's gonna be. It's fucking wild. Uh, but uh, Jordan, I've got a Canadian contributor. His name's Dan Boyer. Those uh, listening who have been here before, Dan's uh, interviewed bands for me. Has been on the show. Uh, really the only other person that leads an interview on Spinning Thoughts besides me. And uh, Jordan, Dan gave me some scoop here. He told me uh, he attended his recent warp date in Toronto. Uh, and he said he, he could have sworn that he saw you on stage uh, giving some guest vocals for a band or two. Uh, what was uh, Warp Tour like <laughs> for you the other day? Uh, you know, we went and we drank some beer and had a good day. I got a really bad sunburn. It was uh, pretty good. Um <laughs> Yeah, me and my my friend Henry, he uh 
lives in my neighborhood that I live in now. And he was like, you know, we, he went to shows a lot, but he never really went to warp tour as a kid. So we're like, we, I'm like, it's the last one. Like you can definitely tag along and come with me. Like, I don't want to go alone. You know what I mean? I'm not going to bother my friends. It's probably crazy for them. So like, let's just go and like see some of my friends and hang out. And you know, um, like it's funny. We're on two guests, like four years strong, put us on their guest list and movements put us on their guest list. It was just like, I got to the thing. She's like, Oh, you're on two people's guest list. And I'm like, okay, yeah, like, whatever, that's cool. She's like, all right, so I guess you're legit. Go ahead. And I'm like, oh, that's, kinda, <laughs> that's nice legit. and flattering. I was like, that sounds pretty flattering. Um, so, we, you know, we went and we hung out and drank some beers and had a good time. And we were hanging out with movements a lot during the day and grayscale and stuff like that. And broadside, like, we fucking did War in 2016 with them. And they, they came on our headliner for Distant. And it was, uh, it was super cool. And we're like very, very good friends, you know. What I mean, crack jokes all the time, talk about the same shit, like the same shit. So, anytime I can go on the stage and like sing with them, I'll do it. And so I was like, "Yo, I'll come up and sing like one part." And I used to do this. They used to play that song playing in traffic, and I'd do like the screamy yelly part on uh, work tour. But they don't play that anymore right now. So I was like, "Fuck it." And like, do you know any <laughs> other of the words? And I'm like, "Yeah, of course I do." You guys are dicks. Like, of course I know the rest of us were like we're boys. So I, you know, I uh, I did like a guest vocal part for them, and then movement. Like last minute, I was like, "Yo, Pat, let me do a part." And he was like, "Yeah, get the fuck up there. What do you want to do?" <laughs> and he like started. I mean, he had like two minutes before he went on stage, and I was like, "Uh, I don't know, like singing all these songs." And he's like, "No, we definitely like we don't play that song. Like this is." I'm like, "Fuck." He's like, "Do you know any other ones?" I'm like, "Yes." I'm like, "But like now I'm stressed out because you have like one minute now." I'm like, "All right, colorblind. Let me just do the the fucking what's it called the second verse." I started the second course and he was like, yeah, of course do it. And I did it. And like, I walked around on stage and everyone just fucking clapped like crazy. Cause like a lot of my friends in Toronto love movement. So all my friends were out there and all these people. And like, I walked around and like, I felt like a, I felt like I played warp tour after it was wild. Like it was cool. It was very humbling. It was like, it was sick, but yeah, no, it was just like, I did those two. I always got, I like doing guest vocal parts, not for the attention, more for the sense that it's always like really funny. I also just like, like to sing my friends songs that are actually good. And I think movement is fucking sick. So like, you know what I mean? Like, I listen, I listen to the new record a lot when it came oh, out. Oh, hell so. yeah. Feel Something Rocks. We talked to Pat at our Warp Tour. And just to plug the vlog one more time, we do have an interview with Pat from Movements in there. So, I mean, it's worthy of checking out for sure. Right, Jordan? Yeah. I mean, Pat's the man. So, <laughs> fucking, yeah, it's definitely worth checking out. But, no, I mean, I'll, it's t- just, I'll it's tell you something else, Jordan. Oh, yeah, no, but I'll tell you something else, Jordan. Uh, You mentioned, like, you know, doing the guest vocals and just, like, it being fun and singing your friends' songs. I'll tell you fucking what, though. Everyone who gets to see it loves it, too. You know, I love seeing it. I'm actually fucking pissed that I didn't get to see you sing uh, in (laughs) Pittsburgh, you know? When Dan, my contributor, uh, messaged me about uh, your, uh, your performance, I actually, I guess I just voided some of what he said because I thought he was saying, like, like Pacific performed. And so then I started looking it up. I was like, how the fuck, I, how did I not know this? And, and uh, yeah, he had to clarify for me today that you were just uh, kind of chilling at Warped Tour. I, th- I think it's great. Yeah, yeah, of course. Like, I think, yeah, like, it's just, you know, fucking we did it. It was sick. We were like, obviously wanted to go back. It's the last full run. So, like, obviously I had to go. And like I said, it was, it was just so fucking funny that, like, I, you know, I did the guest vocal part and then we, like, walked around. Yeah. And, uh, and, and like, people were like, like one, there was, okay, so like Silver Team was playing, obviously like a hometown show for them, essentially. So like, we're walking through and I'm, I'm like, I just sold Billy pants. Uh, I work at a denim store like one day a week in Toronto, just like for honestly, like for a little bit of cash, but like just literally for fun. Cause all my friends work there. And, uh, if you see my Instagram, I just play with finger skateboards all day. And, uh, sick. <laughs> um, but, uh, but yeah, like the fucking, you know, I guess I like, I, I work at this awesome denim place. And I got Billy a pair of jeans on discount. And I fucking, uh, I was like, gonna go take a picture of the, I was gonna take a small video of the jeans and just like fucking put it on my Instagram story or something stupid. But it took forever to walk through it because their set was so massive. And I'm walking through and everyone's like, yo, 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 Jordan Black, Jordan Black. Like I'm walking through and I'm just kind of stuck, you know? <laughs> yeah. People were just talking to me. And it, was, and it was sick, but it was happening to a lot of people. And this one girl was like, Jordan Black. And I was like, yes, hey, how are you? She's like, Oh my god! She started crying, and I felt so bad. She's like, "What the fuck? Like, what? What?" I was like, like, "Oh, I love you," and I was like, "I love you too." And then everyone like was like, "Oh!" The crowd. There was like a hundred people like looking at me and shaking my hand, and I was like, "This is so fucked up. This is gonna be like Pacific Year. This is like Pacific Year for sure. This is so sick." 
it was just like the greatest feeling in the entire world. I was so sick because I was at Warp Tour and I got to see all my friends. So, dude, I hear it was you. A good day. It, it's it's <laughs> always a magical day at Warp Tour, especially this summer with it being the final full country run. And uh, man, I, I wish I could have been up there in Toronto to see this. Uh, you know, a couple guest performances here. But uh, Jordan, you as you mentioned, like Pacific, you guys have been on Warp Tour. You've played it extensively. Uh, thinking back now on like you know just reminiscing on it being the final full run. We're asking every band. Uh, about Warp Tour here this summer. Any memories, any thoughts that you'd want to share with uh, those who have experienced it as well, or maybe, you know, some of the younger uh, generation there that, that has missed this or just missed opportunities in the past? Honestly, Warp Tour is one of those cool fucking things where you basically just get to tour with all your friends in, like, either, like, a really terrible van or, <laughs> yeah. like, a sick bandwagon moving moving apartment, you know? And it's, and when we did it, we like, when we got the opportunity to play worship, we got asked to do it. We were like, this is so fucked up. Like we could only dream of this when we were like 10 years old. You know what I mean? Like everyone wanted to, anyone who's a musician, anyone, not even a musician, like, like just anyone in general, like any human being wants to be on a fucking war tour if you're like, in this whole yeah. scene. so it was, it was so sick to just do it and go across the country. And like, we did a shit of bandwagon with safe to say, and it was like, just fucking hilarious the entire time. And, a lot of fun, a lot of hard work, like, but I feel like that's how you had to get your name. It's like proving grounds out there, you know, like you, you wake up, I woke up every day, like, like I'm, I'm definitely got lead singer syndrome and I'm pretty lazy. So, uh, <laughs> I think my biggest thing, my biggest task was every morning I had to wake up at nine or 10 in the morning, hungover or not. And just, uh, write our, go to the pure noise tent, get our times and write our so- name, uh, sorry, the times on the, uh, signs. And walk around and have the sign up and shit like that and just meet people all day. And it was like exhausting as fuck. Cause like you're up at nine, 10 in the morning and you're going to bed at like midnight every night. So you're up for more than 12 hours. And it's like, it's just like, you know, well, even longer sometimes, even like three in the morning, you're up until, you know what I mean? Cause you're driving somewhere and you can't really sleep because of the fucking driver. But, <laughs> um, um, but yeah, like it was just, you know, it, it was just a crazy experience for us. And like, I think it's super cool. Like it sucks that it's coming to an end for sure. Uh, you know, the, in the, uh, the full-time thing, you know, going on, but it was just, oh, it was just fucking, it was cool. There's so many memories I could get into, but like, they're just literally so long yeah. and so dumb and like such like niche humor that everyone would be like, wow, you're just a fucking moron. <laughs> <laughs> we'll save that for a different kind of episode, right? Of, of course, of course. <laughs> so as we're winding things down here in episode 143, I've been looking forward to talking to you about this, Jordan. Uh, the last three years, Spinning Thoughts has uh, been covering this amazing annual uh, four-chord music festival here in my home base of Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. Uh, we're prepping for all kinds of content leading up to this event, uh, and I'm stoked to say that Like Pacific will be in attendance to rock out. How you feeling about this? Do you, do you know much about it? You know, to be honest with you, I don't. Let me ask you one question because this will this you'll, you'll know. Are we is it outside? It's not like venues across the city. It's outside, right? No, it is inside it's, in one venue. It's in one venue, the big venue. Okay, that's fucking sick. Because for some reason, I was under the impression that it was literally like on a street in a different bunch of venues, and you just get the time and you get to go back. We have a thing here called like Scene Fest and Koi Fest and stuff like that. Right. Where bands would just play like just play like venues on the same strip and like run back and forth. You go to see your favorite band at certain venues. And there's like one outdoor stage and I fucking hated it. It was so whack. Like it was just like too crazy for me. It was just too much going on. So I think it's so sick that it's just one giant venue. We played a venue in New Jersey. Uh, I forget what it was called to this day. We put it on our headliner uh, and a game changer. And it was the coolest fucking thing in the entire world. So like, I'm, I'm ready. I love festivals. They're so much fun. And so let me just break this down for those listening as well. You know, we every year is is uh, this music fest, Four Chord Music Festival. It's in its fifth iteration. Uh, we do a bunch of coverage. We try to interview every single fucking band on the lineup. Last year, there were bands like uh, State Champs, The Starting Line, The Dangerous Summer, uh, Hit the Lights, Sleep on It, Seven Minutes in Heaven, uh, Speak Low, If You Speak Love. That's just to name a few, right? So we're going to be talking to a bunch yeah. of people. And so, uh, Jordan, and to the listeners, it's in this one venue. It's uh, Extaza Nightclub. It's fucking massive. Uh, there's a main stage and then a side stage. And it's in the Strip District of Pittsburgh. And, and that is like a long, scattered uh, bunch of like stores and different bars and shit. So it's a great place to be. Uh, Jordan and Like Pacific are going to be jamming there. Uh, here's three of the headliners. It's Less Than Jake, 
Bayside, Anti-Flag. And that's just three of the headliners. Uh, so, Jordan, you ever play with any of those three? Uh, no. Oh, we left in Jake. Yes, 100%. Uh, our friends in Seaway, our friends with Bayside, and I met a couple of the guys, and they're pretty nice. Uh, so I'm, I'm excited to actually like actually meet them and play with them. And then Anti-Flag is one of those bands that like I fucking... Like, my cousin took me to my first Warped Tour in 2003, um, and we saw Anti-Flag, and it was fucking wild. So that, this is just going to be like a trip, you know? It's going to be insane. Yeah, and look, man, I'm, I'm hoping uh, that we can talk at the festival, meet face-to-face, shake your hand, because by then, uh, the album in spite of me is going to be out for a month because... Uh, what is four chords, August the 26th. So it'll be one day shy of a month of in spite of me being yep. out. And uh, I'd love to say hello to you there. I think it's cool that, that we're doing four chord as well, because we haven't played the States in a little bit right now, you know? Um, so like before we have any, like I'm, I can't tell you anything right now. I'll get in trouble, but you know, <laughs> it's nice to like be able to play Pittsburgh, you know, like, soon because it's like you know the record comes out we're gonna play a state show it's gonna be a festival so it's gonna be big and it's gonna be good and i love festivals i get to wear headbands like cool <laughs> have my festival have my festival outfit going so it's gonna be insane i think it's gonna be cool Dude, hell yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing Like Pacific there amongst so many others. Everyone listening, uh, you got to follow us on Twitter at SpinThoughts, website thespinningthoughts.com. Uh, we're going to be covering Four Chord Music 5 coming up here in August. Uh, Jordan, one last thing that I want to talk to you about because I'm a vinyl head uh, myself. I'm not sure about you, but uh, it looks like the band supports it because uh, you're going to be having some really, really sick uh, vinyl complimenting in spite of me. Uh, there's four different variants, I believe. Uh, are you, yep. are you yourself a vinyl head? Uh, okay. I appreciate, I have a lot of, I have enough vinyl. I don't think I have a lot. I think I probably have like 30 or 40 or maybe more records and a bunch of seven inches, but like, I kind of just get like my friend's stuff, you yeah. know? And then I'll, for the odd, like random, like revelation records like release of some seven inch that like i've found at a store and i'm like oh this is sick because it's like they probably only made like a hundred of these but like some exclusive stuff i have but besides that it's nothing like i'm i like vinyl a lot but my record player broke three four years ago and i haven't replaced it so maybe i'll maybe i will be one day again but i just i uh, haven't had the time or uh i'm i've put the thought into buying a new record player because now everyone's like don't get a crosley they're shit and i'm like true but I don't want to spend like $300 on a record player because like I could spend that $300 on like a skateboard or parts for my bike or something. You know what I mean? So like, I just have to get a record player again and I think it would get back into the game. You know, that's all it is. And I got to wonder, like being a traveling band, you know, like you guys do tour and you, when you do it, they're epic, you know, it's, uh, it's got vinyl can't be the preferred, you know, medium. Right. So, I mean, I could understand, uh, maybe having a, a smaller number there, but I'm looking right now on the Facebook here for like Pacific and you got a really sexy looking photo here of uh, four different uh, variants. I'm not sure Jordan, if, if you know what these are uh, off the top of your head without seeing them, but I see like a, like a, like a blood red, uh, a nice uh, cool blue. Then you got like the splatter, the blue and, and purple, and then a, uh, like a duel. And then the split one. Yeah. yeah. Is there one that you and like that stands out the most to you that if you could grab one, you'd, you'd get it. And I would have no shame getting my own album, by the way. Yeah, the red one for sure. I really like how it complements the yellow. I think it's fucking sick. It's such a deep red. Yeah, and it's like uh, translucent it's, too. It looks. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then the split. Uh, sorry, the split one is just like so cool looking. I think that's really awesome. I think I think it's cool when you know like marble splatter shit's cool. And like I like, don't get me wrong, I think it looks amazing. But I think that like the half and half thing is just so quirky and like. If you do it right with the colorway, you play into the colorway that your record has. Like it, it could be so fucking sick. So yeah, I love it. Yeah. I guess I'm here at one. They uh they look gorgeous. I would encourage everyone to uh, go out and get your hands on this. If you are into collecting vinyl or you want something pretty to throw up on the wall, this will do it for you. Uh, Jordan, it's been it's been quite the talk, quite the experience. It's been like 45 minutes. Are, yeah. you, are you tired? You feeling okay? I feel good. I just actually that up and i found my debit card uh after i ordered some stuff online last night that i forgot about just until right now which is so fucking weird and i just had to look at my email and make like see my amazon confirmations that's so awkward <laughs> i forgot it, it's all coming together jordan yeah everything is coming together right 
Yeah, it's all good. It's all good. Hey, listen, uh, I want to say congratulations on In Spite of Me. This album is, it's going to be in the talks for sure here at Spinning Thoughts in our top 10, I'd say, for 2018. I'm interested to hear what everybody else says. Is there anything else you'd like to throw out there to your listeners, to your fans, your friends, uh, before we bounce? Um. I know the internet a lot has been saying that like we don't really like we like we do big tours but we don't tour like endlessly or like relentlessly. It's like this that's gonna change with this new record. I found that that just like you asked was like a little like a bit of proving ground. So I feel like this next record is the best thing we've ever done, and I can't wait for everyone to hear it because it's just gonna bring us to new places. It's gonna be fucking insane. I can't wait to literally play all these songs live. Like it's just I'm I'm very proud of them. So thank you to everyone for giving a shit. You know what I mean? Like that's that's the best part. I think is everyone just kind of is like checking in on us being like, play this show, come here, come here in the States. And like, I think that's sick because like the new records going to bring to all these places a thousand times. So I'm ready. <laughs> Jordan, I'll see you on August the 26th in Pittsburgh until then. Take care. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. Once again, I want to thank Jordan from like Pacific for being here with me for episode 143 of spinning thoughts. In spite of me, it's dropping July the 27th via Pure Noise Records. And I'm telling you, if you've listened to these three, now four singles that are out, you know what is on the horizon. If you haven't, jam the shit out of the singles and then get ready for Friday because this album fucking rocks. Make sure you follow us on Twitter at Spin Thoughts. Our website is thespinningthoughts.com. Please go and check it out and share the link with a friend. We have premiere episodes every single Thursday at midnight Eastern on Adobe Radio. Those episodes become available every single Monday on your favorite music platform. We've got a lot planned coming up here. Four Chord Music uh, is right around the corner, and you know we cover that every single year. Make sure you pay attention. We'll talk to you next time. Until then, make sure you share music, spread love. Self-defense.